it's a good to be home. Really good to be home with a win. Uh, tough, tough trip. Hard to get there, hard to get back. Really proud of how the guys responded and, and kind of blocked out the way the trip goes and, and all the distractions of everything that Waikiki has to offer. I mean, you're, you're right there downtown on the beach. There's people everywhere. A little bit more time on our hands than normal when you when you consider the early travel night game, long wait. But um, but the guys they did do what we wanted to do. We, we didn't play perfectly, but we played well in some areas. Uh, made stops when needed to. Found ways to get the ball in the end zone. Get get a few guys involved that hadn't had a lot of touches here lately, and, and proved to be enough. And another big play in special team. So proud of proud of guys get a win. We got back late on Sunday. Uh, you know, Sunday two o'clock. So that's that's not a normal return trip for us either. We'll focus on getting guys rested up uh, yesterday afternoon today, and then get right back to work with a tough challenge with San Jose coming for a late night Saturday night game. This is a big game for us. We, we, we've talked, been very open about our uh, desire to to get this team to a bowl, become bowl eligible, keep that you know kind of get that streak rolling, and and that's something that that. We know is on the table this week, and to stay relative and relevant in the uh, in the league, you know, just trying to be in the mix in any way possible, even if it's just a share of something. I think any of those goals are, are, are things that we want to continue to strive for. So we work hard this week and prepare to, you know, have a great night on senior night. We got a really good class, eleven guys that have done a great job battling for us, and we're we're proud of them. We want to we want to make sure we, you know, have a night that they remember. And that's that's going to be difficult again. San Jose is a really good football team. This will be a big challenge for us. What questions do you have? Coach Jason Walker with Cash Valley Daily. Um, seems like your teams have a knack for making big plays on defense, and you know, in, in timely situations, even when the defense maybe hasn't had a great day, they seem to make the big play at the end of the game. Uh, you know, to help win, like you know. What's that like been for your defense to have that kind of ability? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this the resiliency of that group, you're right. We didn't have a great night, just statistically speaking. Struggled to get them stopped, struggled to put them away. Got to give them credit. I, I thought they just kind of stuck with it, even though we were creating a tremendous amount of pressure. They stuck with their plan and, and kept putting the ball in the air. And quarterback did a great job checking the ball down, even though he kept getting deemed and, and, and hit. Um, finding guys open, but when we had to have plays, we, we made them. Uh, the, you know, Ike had a big game, obviously, but the pressure up front, even though there weren't a lot of stats, we got to the quarterback and made him really uncomfortable most of the night. We made some very big plays in one-on-one -on -one situations with pass breakups and then the turnovers. Uh, you, you win the turnover battle, you always have a chance to win the games. Uh, not our best night statistically, but key plays and key situations where we had to have it. To, uh, to win, and that's, that's really conference play down the stretch on the road. That's really all that matters. Coach Al Lewis down at KBNU, you've coached a long time. A guy like Ike Larson, I mean, he said after the game, oh, it was exactly how the coaches told me to play this particular play. But you know there are guys that just have playmaking ability. They just, they're just different than some other players. And Ike started to show a little bit of that, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, we joke about him either being just super calm in the, in the moment and just having a poise that most young guys don't, or maybe he's so young he doesn't even realize he should be nervous. I don't know which it is, but he's a very gifted player. He's gaining confidence 
you know, by the play. Uh, the moment does not seem to be too big for him. He loves to compete, loves the game, uh, always plays a game with a big smile on his face, which is, is makes the guys around him better. Uh, and, and, you know, we don't, we don't win the game without the plays that he made Saturday night. He, he came up big in, in really big situations. And uh, I, I keep saying this, he's got a very bright future ahead of him here. And love the fact that he's a, you know, from the Valley and, and loves being here, loves being a part of it. Uh, it was never in question that, that this is what he wanted to do. You see it on the field, in my opinion. Coach Brian Phillips, Big Blue USU Aggie News. The two scoring plays to the tight ends, was that a concerted offensive effort to get the tight ends involved, or was it just good routes by both kids? Uh, you know, Brian, you've been asking me about the tight end for a month, and we've been trying <laughs> to get that to you. Uh, you know, we've had – I, I want to get everybody involved. I like to spread the ball around the field more. It's, it's been a concerted effort from myself and our staff to try to – be more balanced across the board and, and try to make defenses defend the entire field. We've had some very good things on tap the last couple of weeks that just either didn't pan out the way we wanted to on the field or protection here, the look wasn't quite the way. This week, we had some good things going in. We got the looks we wanted and it was well executed. And we got a freebie on the second play of the game. I mean, that's a base play. We've been running that, that same play since we got here and they just – the way they defended it, they, they made a mistake, and, and Sturger and and, and, um, and Coop made them pay for it. But it wasn't some unique design. It's just part of what we do every game. Now, there were some other plays that, that we manipulated, the tight end, and, and, and I thought the guys did a great job. They've been phenomenal all year. Attitudes have been awesome, and, and we'd like to see them more and more involved as the backs as well in, in the throw game. We get a big one out of Calvin Tyler, so – I think the more diverse we are in terms of who touches the ball, the, the more balanced we become as an offense, the more difficult we become to defend. Coach. Coach. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Trent. All right, I got it. Coach, Trent with Deseret News. I'm curious. You've won four of your last five games. Obviously, the start of the season did not go the way you wanted. But to bounce back and be a 500, to have a real shot at making a bowl game, where have you seen the most improvement from this team in the latter half of the season? You know, we, we reduce mistakes when you talk about MAs, just situations where you just did not do what you were supposed to do in a defense, in an offensive scheme. Those, those still happen, and those happen with young guys, but we've reduced that number a great deal. We've reduced missed tackles, although we had a couple critical missed tackles this week. Uh, one down on the goal line from Hunter Reynolds, who came right back the next series and, and created a turnover. But we've recruited missed tackles, we've, we've reduced MAs, we've reduced drops. Um, you know, I, I think those are things that you just kind of have to continue to go out every day and work and, and, and get better and better. And honestly, get, just gain confidence so when the moment is there that you don't, that you don't panic. Um, Every one of these guys, for the most part, we, we got 11 seniors, a very small senior class. Most of these guys are playing not only this season, but playing for, you know, the future. And some of them several years left. Uh, just the ability to go out and stay focused and continue to work every day is not a given. There's a lot of teams that when they're one and four, they don't recover. So I, I think just the resiliency and the willingness to work is maybe the best thing about this group. And that's not necessarily – something we've improved upon, something that we never gave up on. And that may be just as important. Coach, 
Hey, Coach Anderson. Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Uh, they're plus 10 in turnover margin. They force a lot of turnovers, rarely give it up. How important is it that you guys have really shored that up over the last couple of weeks heading into this game? Well, it's going to be a huge, huge factor in this game. We're getting closer to the plus category, which would be awesome if we could get beyond that. Uh, two weeks in a row, we haven't turned the ball over, and then to create the turnovers this week, difference in the game, it, it's going to take that. They're really, really good up on the front. Their, their defensive front creates all kind of chaos in the backfield, and they tend to force those turnovers with pressure and sacks or forcing you to put the ball in harm's way. we got to stay away from that. And they've got a quarterback that's extremely mobile, very, very gifted at creating, and, and it's hard to get a beat on him and, and get to him. So which front's able to make the other quarterback most uncomfortable is going to be huge. We've got to protect the ball. We, we cannot turn the ball over and expect to win against these guys. We've seen that in the past. Earlier this year where it killed us, we can't have that. And proud that we've done better, but, you know, the job's not done yet. Hey, Coach Al, again, uh, the pressure on Cooper in the game the other night was very evident. Hawaii gave him a tough time, got sacked a lot. Were they his evaluation? Was he supposed to get rid of the ball before that or then evaluate his, his game, which was his season-high passing against Hawaii? Yeah, now he had two, two flat-out mistakes on his part where he got to get rid of the ball. We had an RPO where he squeezed the ball, and he's not going to get protection for a, a long period of time. He knows that, and he held on to it, and he knows he's got to dump it. We had an empty set where they brought the extra guy right down the middle, A-gap. He's got to see that and get the ball out. We had we had outlets available. He just didn't choose to take them. Those are things that, that experience for him, he's going to learn from those mistakes. They are, they are, I thought they were very active, willing to bring the extra guy. Uh, I thought they played extremely well up front. Uh, knew that they would. When you watch tape, they've played very competitively at home. And there's just an energy level that they bring. I think they love playing there in front of their family, a very family-oriented type environment. Uh, and you could tell that that they were they were geeked up up front. It was senior night for them, I believe. So you got all the things coming at you. But two of them he should have gotten away from for sure. I thought a third one that he uh, could have dumped as well and, and we ended up getting a field goal out of the series. But um, there was some pressure that, that you know, we got beaten some one-on-one -on -one situations that, that we – Obviously, going to continue to work on. Hey, Coach Patrick Mahorn with the Egg Ship. San Jose State has a lot of experience on defense, very old group. What is a, an already pretty creative coaching staff able to do with that much veteran talent for that defense? Yeah, I think it gives you a lot of diversity. When you got guys you trust, maybe you can carry a little bit more, be a little bit more exotic, creates problems for us up front to cover all that. But they're they're dynamic on the D-line. They're twitchy and dynamic. One of the best that we saw last year, the guys you're talking about are back and played a lot of snaps. The ability to move and, and not end up with two guys in a gap, knowing guys are disciplined and, and mature, are going to end up in the right spot. Uh, it creates a lot of flexibility for what they can do. I think flexibility with dynamic players creates a lot of problems. Coach Brian Phillips again. I think you only got five tackles out of the linebackers Saturday night. Um, is that concerning at all? And then a follow-up real quick. Do you think you may get MJ back Saturday night? I hope we get MJ back Saturday night. He, he went with us. He worked out all weekend. He's feeling better every day. It's a day-to-day -day conversation between him and the docs when they're going to clear him to play. He's ready to play today if you ask him. So it's going to come down to the docs. He's getting closer. 
I would like to think Saturday night he's lined up for us. Um, you know, statistically speaking, it's whoever and whatever's got to make plays. It really don't take a tremendous amount of time looking into who had tackles and who didn't. I think schematically, uh, if we're where we're supposed to be and guys aren't missing tackles, then, you know, that would be more probably, Brian, I would be more concerned with how many we missed. And we did miss a few, several of which would have stopped plays at the line of scrimmage that ended up being explosive uh, in, in terms of yardage. That's the ones that bother me the most, and those really came from from a little bit of everybody. We had a D-line miss, we had a safety miss, we had a couple linebacker misses. Those are the ones that are probably a little bit more glaring to me than, than how many tackles we had total, if that makes sense. Hey, Coach Anderson, Eric Franson with 106.9 The Fan. Can you update us on the status of Gervin Hall? As of right now, Gervin Hall's not on the roster. Uh, he was suspended indefinitely uh, a couple weeks ago, and we visited that last week and, and just didn't feel like moving forward with him on the roster was the right thing to do. We'll, we'll see if, if that potentially brings him back to the, to the roster at some point, but for right now he's not, not available and not with us. Coach, uh, Jason Turner again. Um, they're only averaging three yards a carry rushing, but a lot of that is, I mean, Cordero's taken 34 sacks, which kind of blows me away considering how mobile and how athletic he is. Uh, so how, how would you define their rushing attack? How good do you feel their rushing attack is? Because, I mean, who knows what kind of weather we're going to get on Saturday night. It might be five degrees and teams are going to have Thanks to run the ball. Thanks a lot for that. Um, yeah, you know, the games I've watched on them, I think they, they have the ability to run the ball extremely well. You're right, the numbers don't, don't tell you that. And I think the reason he's got the sacks, number one, he's, he's never out of a play. In his mind, the guy's got the feet to get out of any kind of mess. So you're right, he's taking some sacks that, that some guys wouldn't. But you turn right back around the next play, and he may be 20 yards downfield on you. So it, 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 comes, um, it comes with a silver lining, I think, for them. that Yes, he's going to take a sack, but he's also going to create some really, really big plays. Uh, the games that I've watched, the really big games, in tight games, when they've, they've won, they have run the ball well. I think you got a solid running back, and they're not afraid to run it. Their willingness to spread the ball around to everybody on the field, to me, works with that. I mean, they spread you out, they spread the ball around, and then the next thing you know, you got a light box and they pop you with counter or zone. So I think the numbers are a little bit, a little bit uh, skewed because of the sacks. I think they're much better rushing the ball than, than the numbers show. Coach, Jake okay. Wilson, KSL.com. Um, you, you mentioned that, 11 seniors graduating. Could you elaborate a little bit more about that group and maybe some of the individuals, specifically like Alfred and Holly? Well, well hey, don't get rid of Holly yet. Holly's got another year left. Don't be trying to get rid of him oh, yet. Oh, you're right. You're um, right. Shoot, man. I, I mean, you're going to start looking at our roster too close. Uh, I don't want you taking anybody that's still got time left. I've I just been, I've been really pleased, you know, to take this is a, a class that, um, you know, six guys were left from uh, other other recruiting classes with either Matt or, or Gary. I don't know exactly how they all got here. We brought five transfers in to fill in the class to, to create 11. You want double that number at, at, at minimum. You want, you know, 20-plus seniors in each group if you can. So it's a little unique that it's a small class and a blended class, but they've been phenomenal. They, they helped us win a championship a year ago. They fought through one and four to – to put us in a position here down the stretch to be bowl eligible. They've been through a lot. Uh, they, they, some of these guys have been through two other head coaches, including myself. 
to have three head coaches in your collegiate career, that's, that's not easy. That's a lot of transition, a lot of new, a lot of new personalities. Uh, and, and they've, they've just continued to come to work every day. So really pleased with them. Uh, Alfred, Dolph, uh, you know, Hunter's a guy that we brought in. You know, Cobb coming in for one year. It's a really, you know, we got, I got seven years out of Logan Bonner. And, and you know, it, I know it ended in an injury. Just a really great group of dudes that, that um, bring a ton of positive to the room. Bought into what we asked them to do and are going to leave with a championship at least one. If, if, you know, I'm not sure some of them maybe were a part of some other big, big games and, and, and championships before, but uh, like the fact that they're leaving here with at least one championship and love to, love to find a way to get them to a bowl here down the stretch. Hey, Coach Al, one more. Um, San Diego State threw the ball against uh, San Jose, and they don't normally do that. Can you learn something from that film, or can, are they really hard to run the ball against? Yeah, they're hard to run the ball against. Their front is is the strength of their team. Uh, they're hard to throw it against too, if you're not careful, because they can rush the passer extremely well. We um, we found out last year, and Logan Logan had to get picked up off the turf a lot. We were down 14 to nothing. Uh, we played a great defensive game against them last year. We got things going eventually offensively the way we needed to, but it was not easy. That uh, you're right, San Diego State typically does pound the ball at you, but that was not easy for them. They did a really good job of winning in one-on-one situations in the back end uh, and creating explosive throws. So um, we're going to have to be balanced, protect the ball, protect the quarterback, and take your shots where we can. I don't think we can abandon the run. It may not be pretty, but we have to stay balanced. Coach Patrick Mayhorn again. Are we fair to assume that the guys who are not being recognized this weekend are returning or using their COVID year for next season? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the guys that – well, I said we're going to have 11 guys. The only only underclassman that that is insinuated or, or indicated that he's planning on not playing a senior year would be Jacob South. The rest of those guys are all just preparing to to come back. So I haven't really looked at the list that that in depthly. Uh, the guys that are that are going to be recognized are the guys that are playing their their final season of eligibility. And Jacob South is the only one I think that has a year left that is is kind of just planning on going and being a grown-up and raising kids. So um, that, that's kind of what we expect. 